Hello, welcome back to the Talking Walls podcast. I'm your host, Matt Cooper, and today we're joined by three guests this time. We've had two in the, in, in the, in the past few episodes, but I'm delighted to say we're joined by a, a familiar face on the podcast. We're joined by Tom Parker. Tom, how you doing, mate? Yeah, not too bad. Would have uh, would have liked to come back on the podcast in happier circumstances, but uh, I'm just happy to be back. That's good, mate. And then we'll we'll start with with the main man, Finn Finn Morris. How are you doing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I always get it on the depressing weeks. Can oh, I have mate, a main I've got to keep you happy, mate. I've got to you know, I've got to balance his kid. Yeah. You've got to find that equilibrium between you and Dave. Everyone knows Dave is the is the, is, the, is the big the dog. He's the real you know, main man. Let's be honest. I've got to take you back now and then. <laughs> How you doing, yeah, mate? I'm, okay. the, I'm the main man of depressing losses away from home. Um, yeah, I'm all right. Who's thank verified, you. though? <laughs> Say again. Who's verified, though? That's the uh, let's not go on to that. I'll give a blue tick <laughs> for anyone these days. Um, and of course, we're joined by Dave. Dave, how's it going, mate? Very well, thank you, lads. Uh, good to be back on. It is, it is. I'm sorry that it's uh, as as Tom and Finn have alluded to, it's in negative circumstances coming fresh. Off the back of a, of a defeat to, at Newcastle United on on last Friday, we thought we'd get um, a, a pod in because the games will be coming thick and fast, and it's going to be a little little bit of a wait until we play Burnley, which is frustrating because we want to right the wrongs of of that night in Newcastle on Friday. But we're talking about that game. We'll be previewing the Burnley game. We'll be answering your questions, and of course, we'll be having a quiz. So, Dave, let's start with you. Last Friday, Newcastle away. Are you was were you as happy as I was that you didn't make the trip up? Extremely, to be fair. It was one of them when I was like, I could do it, but can I be bothered? And it, it's been a it's been a point a couple of times this season where it would be that I would have to drive up or get coach up or whatever. I'd literally be in the city for less than three hours and then have to get a five or six hour journey back home. So Brighton was the one that I braved, and I said to myself, even though we won that game, I'd never do a trip like that again, especially on an evening. So I'm sort of glad that I didn't I didn't make the trip. So I'm I'm glad to be called the plastic on Friday night, to be fair. Um, but yeah, disappoint obviously disappointed. I saw the lineup come out. And so often with Wolves lineups, when it on paper and it doesn't actually look that good, they normally surprise us and play quite well. Um, but yeah, the lineup sort of said it all really. And uh, you know, no Jimenez, no Neves, no Dendonka, you know, for us to say that, no Pedence. Yeah, we missed we missed a couple of the senior guys quite a lot, and just a really really disjointed and disappointed performance. Yeah, and I think a lot a lot of fans when when the teams are lined up, they seem to like blow the lid, don't they? Why isn't why isn't this player playing? Why isn't oh we're going to lose this? And I always say like make your judgments, um, make your judgments at the end of the game. But Finn, I don't know about you, even I was looking at that lineup thinking, oh god, here we go. <laughs> Yeah, I, you I guess you guys had, Yeah, you guys must have like, what's like the opposite of FOMO? Like like happy to have missed out. I don't know, but yeah, it was homo. um ho- homo. Maybe not, homo. <laughs> Maybe not go with that one. Uh, please, Maybe please. Not, no. Homo? I don't know. Um, anyway, moving on, Tim. <laughs> tell me about the yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, on the coach, um obviously you're normally on the coach at the time when the teams comes out and it was the standard sort of Everyone, oh, well, they've all got to have COVID, which is, I think I text you guys and I said, surely it's all COVID because there's three or four players out. Um, and it wasn't looking good from from then on. I think the only time that front three have started was West Ham away. And I was just having flashbacks again to a very long journey that could end up being pointless. Hoped I wasn't right. And uh, I'm sure we'll get into, that. yeah, that, that front three might be cursed. And we can't put it all on them, but yeah, not, not a great day at all. No, and, and Dave alluded to plastic fans. Tom, what did... Um... <laughs> Um, oh, 
was, and we'll come on to the game in depth in a, in a little bit more. But do you think that lineup and especially that midfield two is just an, another kind of what another kind of argument to Fosun as to why they desperately need to strengthen that midfield in January? Yeah, absolutely. Um, going into the looking at the lineup, I was that was the thing that I was most concerned about because you're looking at Newcastle that have got um, a very very compact but also fluid midfield. You've got Joel Linton there, who's good at breaking the lines, or he's good at driving with the ball, a physical presence in there. So the fact that we didn't have someone in there to at least break up the play, I think for me was a big concern. And then you've got two quite small midfielders there in Kundal and Matinho who are quite, you know, they're not gonna they're not gonna be a sort of battering ram like Dendonka or even a Saiz. I mean Saiz played centre mid for us for a good two you know, a good two years um and then all of a sudden he's you know played centre back and we haven't really tried him at centre mid um I thought that might have been worth a shot just to you know try and plug the gaps a little bit because Newcastle just had so much space in midfield every time we'd get the ball Kunda would have to drop out wide um to to receive possession and then you've got Matinho in the middle of the pitch surrounded by three players and there was no link between the midfield and the forwards again. So everything was just really like, like <clears throat> we said before, just dis, just disjointed. And there was a lack of ideas and it wasn't helped really by the wingers either. Like the, the, when I saw the front three, I really wasn't excited yeah, at all. Cause I, I think, yeah. I, I, Wang I, and Trinko were just dog. I, I, I agree there, mate. And I said, I said on the last podcast, I'm, I want to sign Trinko. I don't know what I was thinking. No, let's not judge it off one game. But, but Dave, he's terrible. Wang and and Trinko, not really Silva because it's it wasn't really his fault. He's been you know lumped up yeah. a ball to six foot eight Dan Burn. But Wang and Trinko, uh, I'd say not at the races, but I think that flatters them, doesn't it, Dave? Yeah, I think uh, Wang especially. If... I've said it quite a number of times. I think bar those early games, he's just been very, very poor for me. And he should never, as it stands, he should never be nothing more than a squad player at Wolves. Um, just looked anonymous. He didn't want to, didn't want to make the runs. Didn't want to make, didn't hadn't had no intent to to try and get the ball forward. And I don't think that was just uh, Huang. To be fair, I just think no. like every time we got that little bit of space on the wing, instead of trying to drive forward and beat his man, it's just always backwards and. Same for Trincao, the same for Kundal. He had a very safe performance, just kept knocking the ball backwards. Um, and the 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 one move that uh, in particular sticks in my mind was that first half one, where Fabio, with a great switch of play, um, and I, I think it, it may have been Johnny whipped it back in. And you, he goes to the back post, and Huang's not even just sprinting to get there. Um, so that frustrated me. And I think Trincao, although I don't think he had a lot of the ball, I think I saw a stat that, all bar one of his passes was backwards or something like that. So I think that's uh, that sort of just shows how disappointing that was really. And you've got players like Neto, even if you, Net you think Neto's only getting it 50, 60 minutes, start him because, you know, you've got to start him. And the fact that he brought Chem Campbell on ahead of Chiquinho just baffles me, if I'm honest. Yeah, I I, I, I think Nathan Judah tweeted what's going on. And I, I think I replied to it saying when Chem Campbell come on, no disrespect to Chem Campbell, but... He's a 
you know, as a young lad out of the academy, you've got Chiquinho on the bench, like you say, Dave. It's, it's almost like they've gone, right, we'll just put your names in the nat and whoever gets drawn out, you, you're coming on. <laughs> It was it, it was such it was such a such a strange game. Finn, what what's your thoughts on on Huang? Because to me, he looks like, and from what we understand, he's not. He looks like a player who's carrying a knock. Doesn't want to commit. Doesn't mm. want to go forward. Very safe. Very happy just to receive the ball, give it back. It's like Dave said. For me, he and I agree with Dave. He should be no more than a squad player at Wolves, and I don't really know why we signed him. That's the thing, isn't it? There's a few decisions recently where you just think, why? And just because it looked pretty that it was on the same day as it what was it, signed number 26 on the 26th on his 26th birthday. Like, just because it looked nice, you didn't have to sign him six months early. I don't understand that. So we should have given ourselves the option. We haven't. He's our player. Um, there's obviously benefits to having, like, we've got the South America player. We've got a player from Asia as well. Wolves are taking that into account. But you can't just sign a player because of commercial benefits. He's got to be delivering, and he was in those first few games. I think everyone realised early on, you could tell, even though he was scoring goals most games, you go, I don't think he's the best footballer, but he's scoring goals, yeah. and now he's lost those goals, and it's hard to score when you're only directing things backwards, so it's literally impossible for him. Um, and we've seen that sort of player that Leipzig fans were amazed that he was scoring goals with Wolves, and I think it was, what, 20, 20 appearances for them and one goal in the Cup, so... Yeah, maybe he's regressed to the to the mean that he was, and it was just a little flash in the pan. We've signed him on that great form, and it's a confusing one. But it does feel like ever since that knock at Brighton, he hasn't been the same player. So maybe he is still carrying a knock, but it's a good few months now, isn't it? So it, it's it's a weird one. Yeah, and it's we look at the goals that he scored. He scored two goals against Newcastle, both yeah. in my opinion against a team who hadn't won yet, but. Two good finishes, good finishes. and Leeds, one that come off his arse. And then was it Everton that he scored? Watford as well at the yeah. start of the season. That was about Again, two yards off out. His arse. Again, right place, right time. You've got to be there. But for me, it's I, I, he's, he's just he's just not the answer. And I also see the argument of, oh, well, well he sets the defensive uh, standard. He presses well. Um, against, against Newcastle, only Connor Cody... Press less and Huang He Chan. He doesn't pressure. press. This is such a. It's Thanks for the views, so... Wang, but it's time to go. <laughs> <laughs> he just, he doesn't away. Press. It's so <laughs> confusing <laughs> argument for me. Silver Trincao and Kundal, 23 um, pressures apiece. Huang A6, Connor Cody on two. I mean, Chen Campbell and eight, eight, eight. Six pressures. I, I mean, that's again, you, oh you see, and, and only one of those in the attacking third. Whereas you look at you look at Silver, he's ten in the attacking third trinco. So it's not as if we're setting up to say, okay, well we don't press from the front. You press once it gets into that middle third. Like you can see from the from the from the attackers, Silver and Trinco, that they're being told to, to press further up the pitch. It looks like to me, it looks like he's carrying an injury. I don't know what you or, or something like that. But Tom, what what's what's your thoughts been on Wang and the, the decision to sign him? I know it happened a couple of months ago, but I think it's good yeah to discuss. It's a confusing one. Um, I suppose if you're looking at the way that Fosun have kind of changed their remit slightly over the past year and a half, two years to a more commercial standpoint, you can kind of understand it. Um, but I just think it was strange because, you know, if we're looking at the players that we have signed in January on a permanent from converting a loan, so it was Helder Costa, Johnny, um, I, I think that's pretty much it actually, and then Huang. Um so you, you're talking, let's look at the first two players. Oh, Jota as well, sorry. Willy Bolo. Um, 
Bolly. No, Bolly was in the summer. Bolly was in the summer, I think, though. Are we talking about just in the summer? Yeah. January. I mean, they've all so been loans, they? So talking January. Oh, I, I, I know what you mean, sorry. Yeah, so it, talking January. the end of their load spell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Johnny Huang, Costa and Jota, I think, are the only ones. Correct me if I'm wrong on Jota. That might Jota, have been Jota was a summer one. but Summer, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So the, the two players there, Costa and, and Johnny, both had been superb. Costa was near enough double digits goals. And this is coming from like a winger. You know, he was running, he was literally running the game for us. He was the only outlet we had going forward. That makes sense. Johnny came in, replaced a popular figure in Barry Douglas. Loads of people were fuming that we'd sold him and got Johnny in. Johnny again, superb first half of the season. You could see that there was a benchmark there for him to continue those performances. Huang, I still can't wrap my head around this decision because he'd scored what four goals? To be fair, he was our top scorer, but if you look at the overall, yeah, but we don't score goals. Mm. Yeah, you know, four goals. I'm sorry for a top scorer is 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 not good. Even if even if he was our top scorer, that just shows how bad we are going forward. Four we goals. We improved so Thirteen million. Thirteen mm. million on someone who scored four goals, and if I'm being honest, doesn't really offer any energy or pace. Um, and he's not that good of a presser. People say he's a good presser. He doesn't press. We so, don't, we don't I don't know. Press from the front that that much anyway. I know that I've, I've said that, mm. you know, Trincao and, and Silver from these stats. And if anyone wants to go have, have a look, I'm using fbref.com as a source as, as usual. We don't, I don't think we tend to press from the front that much anyway. We tend to, from what I watch, it's pressed more in the wider areas. That's almost a trigger. It goes out to a wide player and then, and then we press unless we're trying to capitalise on a, on, on a defensive mistake or a misplaced pass. But you're right, it's just, it, it's strange. And we, we were led to believe that, you know, this bloke, the ball, he's got electric pace and he's, he's strong as an ox. But even that, like, I'm not buying. We, we, we just haven't seen. So perhaps it's his versatility, the fact he can play up top in two, which he did. Uh, with with Haaland at like uh, at Salzburg, and or he can play uh, on the left or the right. I'm not sure. I'm I'm not sure. And I, with with Trincao won in Champions League football, which is a, which is a, a laugh in itself. Um, <laughs> him, with him leaving Wolves and perhaps Traore leaving, I think there's going to be space in the, in the summer for one, maybe two wide men to come in, and which will knock Wang. Hopefully, I say hopefully. it's Quite harsh. <laughs> um, down, down, down the pecking order a little bit, but let's let let's part the one conversation for now, Dave. Let's talk about this game. What was the game plan to beat Newcastle United? How did Bruno set this team up to go out and 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 beat Newcastle? Because I watched that game the whole ninety minutes, thinking I'm not really sure what I've just watched. I can't identify how <laughs> we tried to play. We. Uh, I've never seen a team counter-attack like us. Uh, I wish I could tell you. I wish I could say. like Because <laughs> first 5, 10, 20 minutes or so, you know, away from home, we ain't, we, you're not going to go out all guns blazing. You know, you're all going to sit back, just suss out Newcastle, see how they're going to set up and so on. <clears throat> but that seemed to go on until about the 40th minute. We just couldn't get out, out our own half. Whenever we were getting the possession, we're knocking it about, trying to, to hold the possession. And Newcastle stood firm. And I think we just really lacked uh, that uh, extra man in the midfield, I think. I think Tom alluded to it earlier. 
Sace there would have been an interesting option. I'm not going to say it was the right option because we've not seen him play there since, you know, sparingly in that first Premier League season, but mainly that Championship season. Um, but yeah, we just couldn't get our own half. We had a couple of opportunities. The only, you know, the the only time we moved the ball quick is, like I said, that chance earlier where Fabio switched the play and got it forward. He started the second half quite brightly, but. Look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna just slag off our entire performance because I think we did fairly well defensively because Newcastle bar their goal and bar the one I had disallowed, to be fair, we restricted them to very, very little. Um but at the same time, we created Jack all ourselves, so we can't really say anything. Um so yeah, I, I can't pinpoint it wasn't a part of the bus because we did try to attack, but at the same time it wasn't a counter-attacking performance because it was just if it was, it was just far too slow. The plan yeah. was, right? Yeah, go on. The Finn. plan was, right? Draw them on to us. Yeah. Kundal, we've got big numbers in midfield. So you come and play at left back off goal kicks for no reason. So it just leaves Zhao in the middle. Bring them on to us. And then we're going to go hit the big man, Fabio, because they've got tiny centre-halves, Newcastle. So what we'll do is we'll, we'll draw them in, only pass backwards. Bang. Oh, no, he's won it. And then we're going to get one corner in the game and we're going to play it short. That was the plan. And was it that was what Kundal was doing, drifting left? On, on a, yeah. Well, he stopped it after about 15 minutes. Bruno actually took him to the side and said, right, we'll see. Yeah. He did that... Like, um, between Kilman and Marcel, it was very He did strange. that Spurs a lot. But obviously, he was in a free then, so it made sense. But Met Salah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, <laughs> it, it, word. It, did, it didn't make sense. And like you said, Finn, it was... We'd, We'd tr we'd get the we'd regain possession. We we'd try and counter. It would come in out wide. It'd go back and it'd go to Bolly or Kilman. It'll be fuck it, get it, get rid. Uh, <laughs> they'd win it in the air. We won't win the seconds, and we're back to square one. It just it was it was like it was pathetic to watch. It was it was so difficult to watch as a, just as a football fan, and obviously having an interest in Wolves wanting to win the game. It was it was so frustrating. I was like this season. And I've said this before, I don't know if it's just a part of growing up, but I don't don't really get that angry at football games anymore. Like I come away from it thinking that was shit, but oh well. Like it's it's one of those. This one I was just like, well, I was I was like screaming at the telly, like, what are you doing? Like everyone can see what is happening. But it just it it just didn't change. And the changes which we'll come on to were, were weird. But let's talk about the disallowed golfing. Um again, like Dave said, restricted them to Fairly little chances, but the two goal, the two times I put the ball in the net were completely avoidable, and we were masters of our own around downfall. Kilman giving the ball away again so cheaply, and they end up getting in behind. And Bolly and Johnny, was it Bolly and Johnny who decided to like make a yeah. fucking hash of trying to get the ball away? And Chris Woods there to, to tap it, tap it in. Like what, what, what is going on with that first disallowed golfing? Talk me through. You were there. I, I can't yeah, I had it. a great view of it as well. Great tactical view of all the all the mess ups. Um, but to be honest, it's a bit of a blur. I was I was convinced it was onside, and I was convinced the penalty was offside. So um, probably not a career in refereeing for me. Um, but yeah, it was. I don't know what on the first one was it the flick pass that was offside. I'm, I haven't actually seen it back again. It was, Bruno Gimarish, it was, it was offside. Uh, someone, so the, someone did a nut. Yeah, someone did a little TV angle corner. looked onside, didn't it? I, I thought, thought it, it was offside. Well. I thought it looked offside. Yeah. It's all about the angles. Mm. But yeah, well, I was convinced it would be given as a goal. But yeah, it was it, it was, it was a mess. very cheaply though for that. Very yeah, very cheap, and then they 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 got him behind really simply, and, and they score. 
And you, you think after that, Tom, I, I think it's was it fairly was it fairly close to um to 45 minutes? Was it like 30 minutes, something like that? 35 minutes, not sure. So you think right, just you know, you've got away one here, it's gonna galvanize us. Bruno will get him at half time, rollicking, reset. This is where you're going wrong, this is where you need to get better, and surely the second half can't be any worse, but Tom. I'm sure you'd be pleased to say that it, it probably did get worse. Yeah, no, it's it's a strange one. We've had a few performances like that this season, which are carbon copies of our issues last season, uh, which was just a complete lack of forward game plan, which is strange because we, as when Bruno Large was appointed, we all knew that he was brought in to play a more attacking style of football. We've seen that, you know, in the... the in the Benfica side that he managed, granted, it's a much better squad in a worse league. Um, but with the players at his disposal, I, I still think we can play that style of football. I, I don't... <clears throat> yes, defensively, we're not that great um, in terms of, like, maybe we could do with some high-quality centre-backs as some of the mistakes that we have made this season show. But um, I, I think we can still play that attacking style of football and... Neko, ne, ne, Neko, Neto and Chiquinho not starting for me were was was disappointing, but again not helped by just silly mistakes at the back. I thought I agree with Dave actually. I think the main positive was defensively we were actually pretty good. Um, I thought Bolly looked fairly solid again. I think he had good moments in possession where he's he's so calm on the ball, he's able to turn a couple of players move into space but then you're looking for a, a way to transition after that, and I think that's what we're missing with Neves. Every time, um, it, it uh, well, every Wolves fan knows, but he's so crucial to the way we transition in possession because he's yeah. the one who gets the ball and pings it out quickly. When we don't have that, we're so slow. Matinho is, is a wonderfully intelligent footballer, but I don't think he can get those passes off sometimes with the same speed that Neves does. Matinho is a lot better, I think, at retaining the ball and finding gaps to to keep an attack going, essentially. But it's Neves that starts most of it for us. Um, and unfortunately, Kondal, I think, is just... He's a young lad. You know, it's only his second start in the Premier League and he's not going to want to make a mistake because if he makes a mistake, that's his... You know, his confidence is going to drop. He just wants to keep it... Keep the ball, play a few passes, you know... Um, and to be to be honest, towards the end of the game, I thought he was the only he was one of the main players, the midfielders, was getting forward into the penalty area, trying to like link up play. Um, there was a couple of times where we, we almost benefited Dying from it, but off. yeah, almost got in the half. Yeah, <laughs> it was just it was just a strange watch. I, I, it was so strange because there was just like no real cohesion whatsoever. And I thought eight Nori. I think we were missing his energy a little bit on, on the left as well. I, I like Marcel, sort of. He's a hit and miss player for me. Um, but again, he's just slow, just too slow. I think, I think Marcel's still dining out on that assist at the Villa game, I think. <laughs> yeah. um, like yeah. it, it, people say, look, he doesn't, well, he doesn't do anything wrong. So there is that, but you don't want a player who just doesn't do anything wrong. You want players who do things right. And you want players, especially in those wide areas where we're extremely reliant on with our play, to offer something more. Now, the eight Nuri situation is is odd for me. It's, it doesn't mm. seem like there's something right there because he's not put a foot wrong. But you, you hear kind of murmurs that he's just, I don't know, he, maybe he's, his attitude or doesn't apply himself. Was it was it Cody you said in the, in, a, in a podcast? Boys that, light. 
always late, um, yeah, yeah. similar to Traore, and you know that's as a professional footballer, that's that is ridiculous. You shouldn't you shouldn't be late for anything unless it's you know a, a extreme circumstances. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not too I'm not too sure what what what's going on with that. But Dave, we'll we'll talk about the actual goal here because there's there's a couple of points we want to talk about. First off, again. Um, we concede the goal for our own mistakes. I think Bolly rushes out, tries to win a ball. He's probably never going to, I think it's Bolly, never going to get Nick it in front, they counter. And then Saar brings down his man for, and gives away a penalty for the third time this season, which is a record for a Premier League goalkeeper. And there's still, what, five or six games left of the season. Talk me through it, Dave. Who's at fault? Well, obviously you mentioned there, Bolly rushing out. And then obviously you've mentioned <clears throat> Saar having the record for giving away penalties. I saw a lot of people giving Saar a stick for that, which I, I, I do appreciate because he's quite an eccentric goalkeeper compared to, uh, uh, say, Patricio, who used to hug his line, really. Yeah. Um, but one of the main things, and I saw someone else tweet this, one of the main things, if, if that's happening three plus times a season, what you've got to be looking at as well is what the what is actually happening before it to lead to this chance. And you explain there, Bolly rushing out leads to Newcastle breaking through on goal. So for me, what else does he do there? I, I, I don't know. Does he, If he sticks to his line, you, you argue Wood could maybe get a shot off a little bit earlier. So I think he has to come for it. I think he's, you know, quite unfortunate there. The Villa one, I think he was quite unfortunate. Mm. The Deli Alley one at the start of the season. So I think all three, really, any of a referee... You know, and and before VAR, I think they could have gone it either way, all of them. So I think he's un he's unfortunate. But what you've got to look at is the actual incidents leading up to the penalty yeah, to see what's actually actually happened there. So I think he's unfortunate there. But yeah, it's it's frustrating because I can see why Saar was annoyed at it. But VAR ain't ever going to overturn it, especially when the referee's giving it on field. Yeah, I mean personally for me, I, I was I was I was irritated by Saar because it's. And he's been absolutely tremendous for us this season. An argument that he's, he's player of the season, and without him, we've been into we would have been in some you know on the losing end to some games rather than the winning end. But he's just he almost seems quite rash in his decision making. And if you're coming out like that, you have to be a hundred percent certain you're going to get there before your man, even to just get the slightest touch on the ball. Because if it goes to VAR, they see you've got the slightest of nicks. They're going to overturn yeah. it. But if you're not 100% confident, you're not going to get there before you're going to get there before the man. Then for me, you have to come out narrow the angle and try and make try and make Woods mind up for him. Try and show him down the line. I know it's easy to say when it's that you know it, it, it slowed down and stuff. But that's for me what the the best the best thing for him to do there was was to come out, put the brakes on, and try and try and make Woods mind up for him. Narrow the angle, make yourself as big as he could. But he rushes out. Everyone said, "Oh, it's a dive. He's a cheat." If it's the other end, if it's Silver doing that, you're you're a hundred percent asking for a penalty. And like Dave said, VAR is never ever going to overturn that. But if we weren't so slapdash in our play before, then we wouldn't even be talking about it. It would be Finn. No, yeah. Again, I haven't watched it back because we lost. Um, yeah. But I just remember thinking, yeah, straight away pen. The only doubt that I had that it was offside, obviously, because we were at yeah. the wrong angle to tell. Um, and you take the rough with the smooth with Saar, don't you? I mean, his XG prevented his summit in the 14-15s. So if you minus three off that for three pens, and as Dave said, they're not all Stonewall pens either. I think we've still got a good deal there. Um, oh, absolutely. And this isn't a, yeah. a Saar bashing, it's just an observation no. from the three incidents. 
Yeah. So yeah, it's again. I haven't seen it again, and I think my dad watched it and said, "Oh yeah, he's died." But realistically, I think we were just a bit sore as we got back on the coast, head back for another five hours. So no complaints really. You take it on the chin, and I think it's what what we deserved, which is easier to take, isn't it? Yeah, it's always it's always going to be a penalty. It's not clear and obvious, and yeah, Chris Woods dangled his leg out, and he's he's, he's waiting for the contact, but. As a footballer, unfortunately, that's what you do now. And there's no way, like Dave said, that's going to be overturned. But a real sore one because it was a, it was an opportunity for us to keep the pressure on. And you look at results that, that followed West Ham not getting a result. Uh, who else? Arsenal losing, United, Arsenal, United yeah. losing. It's almost like, well, if we'd have won them, we would have been right in it. But I don't know. For, for me, and I don't think this is a little bit harsh. I don't know what you think, Tom, but... When when it really matters, I don't know. I feel like some some members of the team almost lose the battle a little bit. Watford away, severe. Um, Watford in the FA Cup, severe. Uh, the, the the Chelsea game at Stamford Bridge when we needed a point to get Europa League, all that all, all that stuff. I don't know. Do, do you think that some of these players lack a bit of lack a bit of you know a bit of fight and bottle when when it when it really matters when the, when the going gets tough. Yeah, I, th- I think they do, um, and I think that that's sometimes what can come with a, uh, a, a slightly younger squad. I think you know we're trying to incorporate younger players into the squad uh, this season. I know that our average age, I think, is is a little bit higher, maybe, um, but <clears throat> uh, I, I think there's just a lack of experience there, and I also think that. Um, when you're buying players to to build up, they haven't necessarily got the experience of uh, winning trophies or anything like that. Um, so I do feel like sometimes the pressure can can get onto them a little bit, and they do play up a little bit too much to the occasion. Um, having said that, we've we've won quite a few big occasion games, yeah. like the Man United quarter final. That was a huge, huge occasion, and they rose the challenge magnificently. Um, you know they have come through tough games before the City game two 0 down one three two, um. So so there is moments where you you can see the fight. I think this season though, I don't think really there's been much of that. I think that's maybe what's missing a little bit between some of the new no moments and and this season is that we had quite a few. We had, I remember under Nuno, I'm pretty sure we had like a really good record coming from behind. Um, or, or something like that. I, c- I can't quite remember. To be honest, it's all a big blur. Um, but I remember, I remember us getting quite a few wins coming from behind. Uh, and this season, it feels sometimes as though we might, if we, if if things start to go a little bit pear shaped, it just, it just or completely crumbles. Like the Leeds game is a good yeah. example. Things starting to go wrong for the team players moaning and then, and then we start making like mistakes and uh, all over the pitch and I don't know it's a weird one I, th- I think because this squad's experienced defeats in a semi-final quarter-final together and there's not been much change uh, in terms of the personnel I think that maybe sometimes that can have an effect but overall though, like, you talk about the United game um, like I think games like that especially this season the pressure's almost off walls like you're not you're not expected to go to Old Trafford and win like we, you know. I think he was, more, he was on about the cup game, weren't you, Tom? Yeah, the cup game, oh, okay, the, FA, the FA Cup quarterfinal. So in I, terms I get, of like big games, they have risen. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm not bottle it. I'm just, it's just like, it, yeah, is it, no, it's, it's fair. It's a fair question. Yeah, it's, it's the Arsenal games are perfect example. Yeah, I know. 
Dave, you grimaced a little bit so, when I asked that. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, we. I get what you mean, but there have been big games. Like the Villa game when we were 2-0 down, like most teams would just fold then and we yeah. came back and, and yeah, won that true. game. So that, yeah. there have been occasions. I'm not denying that we aren't, haven't, but there are games that you're correct where just haven't almost taken the game by the scruff of the neck enough. And uh, what I always think about is, and and th this might be, you know, like you said, due to a young squad or even as mad as a nationality thing. When we played West Brom at Molyneux last year, how up their like how much their players are up for the game because a lot of them were more experienced. They understood yeah. the rivalry in England a lot more. Um, yeah, and they I'm remember, cheering them up, saying this yeah. is a massive game for our fans. If you're going to do anything, beat them at Molyneux. Yeah, well, that's what I mean, and and. We've had it. We've had some great wins this season. You know, yeah. we've had some fantastic wins. Um, well, there have been games such as Friday, such as the Leeds game, like you mentioned, Tom, such as West the Arsenal game, nothing. you could say, where mm. just, just fine margins and we could just be in a completely different position. I think this yeah. season we're going to look back at the end of it and be like, oh, imagine if what we got if... a, we, we, yeah, like, you know, if we'd have kept on for another 10 minutes against Leeds. I feel like, and I know Burnley we've had games win. where we've we've not deserved to win, like the Villa game at, at Villa Park. I mm. think, but I think we're going to discount them and be looking at those Leeds games, looking at other games, and thinking, God, if we'd have, if we'd have kept on there, even the West Ham game where we like they were poor, you know, we could have got a point there. It, we may we may have even been talking top four, top five. And we've lost more games than some of the mid-table, bottom half of the table teams. Like we've lost a lot of games this season for a team that are in. What is it? Eighth. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's been a weird oh, old yeah. season. It's been it's been, yeah. it's been it's been a strange season. And I was I was talking uh, to someone at work about this on on Monday, and he said, "But if it, it, at the start of the season, if someone said you'd have finished eight, you've just snapped your hand off." And I went, "Oh yeah, well, I would have, yeah." But like expectations change because you, you you as as the seasons go on and and the landscape unravels a little bit and. You know, teams come in and out of form, and uh, as do Wolves. You almost, I think, if we finish eighth now or ninth, be and it wasn't European qualification, I'd be, I'd be a little bit disappointed. I don't know if you boys would feel the same. The, the narrative of the season, it'll be interesting at the end of the season to sort of do a review and maybe even go through podcasts. I kind of want to listen back to what I was thinking because start of the season, it was, oh my god, if we're going to lose games, we're going to lose four three. Because it was oh four four two and we're going to go yeah. at them. I remember the the friendly before the season and Celta Vigo were getting in behind at will and but we were having chances up front. Then there's those first three games where we look fantastic going forward, but no goals, no points. And it, as you say, it's been a strange season how it's gone. And just going back to that sort of like it, it's not like the big games because you could say like Norwich in the cup they didn't really turn up and that could be classed as a big knockout game. Um, but like it's just the sort of flat performances like the West Ham away, like Newcastle away, where there's been a chance to finally get into have we even been sixth at any point have we been seventh at any point it's that game where it's right this is the time and that's been the the ones there and I think as you say we'll look back at one point off Leeds who are down the bottom I know we've got a game against Burnley to come but only the draw with them like Norwich the draw as well it's those sorts of games that we'll look back on on yeah. a very very weird season yeah but just going back to the Newcastle game as well I think it's I know we've we've pretty much slighted the performance and I think it does warrant that but Neves out Jimenez out, Dendonka out, which we never thought we'd say we'd miss. informed Dendonka. <laughs> we did, we did. Like, yeah. as much as Bundle's a young lad, he's very similar to Matinho. 
Particularly, I don't think he had a good game at all. I felt like he played extremely safe. But looking at looking at the stats, he was his pass completion rate was quite high, and he, he was one of the most. Um, well, I think he made the most progressive passes. Who's that, Kundal? Yeah, yeah. Which I didn't, I didn't think. I, he, you know what? I, I saw it. didn't feel that way. But there was a lot of people, and myself sort of included, and on Twitter and on the fans direct that were scared to criticise his performance. I yeah. thought he was poor personally. Um, yeah. but everyone caveats it, don't they? With I know he's a young, like I have a yes, but the same kid. thing is, Matt. The same people that are saying that are the it's people like that Fabio. normally Fabio Silva, who is younger than Luke Kundal, <laughs> yeah, yeah, younger than Luke. Yeah, Fabio Fabio is a young, young guy. People, it's the price tag, isn't it? it? And it's definitely the price tag, yeah. But he's, yeah, Fabio Silva is well. about yeah. three or four months younger, yeah. He's got a goatee, hasn't he? Yeah. and a sleeve, yeah. looks before, older. Before we move on to the Burnley game, can we talk about the decision, like the the, the subs? Again, oh, I've been mate, in the ground. I didn't really the get it. Losing Why did he wait? Sweet. He waited until like fifteen minutes. It's just like we had, we had Nuno all over one again. shot on target in in was it eighty odd minutes, and it was a it was a snapshot from Silver. He took it well. It's a good save, but yeah, it's a good effort actually. To see like, we'd not created anything at all, and and still not make any changes. It was just. I don't. I mean, I think Bruno's done a, a tremendous job, but stuff like that. I was going to get my like tweet that. out again. When is this clown going to make a change? We went on to win three two, but oh, to bring man. bring Neto on, yeah, Neto came on, looked at looked our best player in like the eight minutes he played. But to bring Chem Campbell on over Chiquinho, when all all Bruno does is is praise Chiquinho's ethic and his, his application when when he comes on, I just. I don't. The only thing I can think is if it was fitness. It, unless it was fitness and Chiquinho. But if he's fit enough to be on the bench, match, he's fit enough to start. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Too right. Do you, think, do you think that's what it was, Dave? Do you think it was just fitness, or do you think that he just felt like, "Fuck it, we're not going to win the game." Chem, go and go and get your bonus, son. I don't know. It could be to do with form as well. To be fair, Chem Campbell's done well, and he's he's, he's got good goal scoring form. But what I don't understand, the whole Chiquinho thing, is that he's had a really strong first half of the season at Estoril. They were doing actually okay in the Portuguese league. Mm. And he's come to Wolves and can't get a kick. But this is a player that's going to be have a lot of momentum, good sharpness, good morale. Um, mm. So, But like I say, we don't see what happens on a training pitch Monday to Friday. So, no. Very true. Very, Very true. true. Burnley, next Sunday, Turf Moor. Uh, they play... Uh, they've got two. They've got two games before they play us. They've got West Ham at, at London Stadium, and then they've got Southampton at home before they play us on the twenty fourth at two o'clock. One winning six, I believe, for for the Clarets. Not like they turned a bit of a corner when they beat Everton the other night, coming from behind. But then to be humbled by Norwich, who are already on the beach. Um, Finn, it looks like we're going to lose to these, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, great course hat trick. Um, yeah, it's. It's written. I don't think I've ever seen us win at Turf Moor, to be honest. Um, like even you just saying that, then just fill me with. Oh, and I know we were close in that um, that Doherty game, the handball, the Mike Dean one. Was that was that to lose or to draw? It was to draw, wasn't it? Um, yeah, draw. So doesn't give me good vibes whatsoever. Big striker. Um, Corne was massively off form at Molyneux, but seems to be getting back into things after an injury. So. He scares me. Veghorst has been horrendous, but you just know that um, this is going to be the game. But 
They've been rubbish, haven't they, Burnley? Everyone said, like, oh, surely they'll escape, surely they'll escape. They've only won a handful of games, I think. And it's so weird that that sort of image of Burnley that you have, but realistically, they've been horrendous. But as you say, yeah, feels like feels like a loss incoming in uh, two weeks' time. It's a good one to look forward to. Yeah. Tom, Burnley's always been a bit of a banana skin for us. I know that, that mm. was it 1-1 one, 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 uh, when we were pushing for Europe again, when Doherty gave away the penalty for kicking wood oh, in the head. And yeah. the, the 4-0 at Molyneux, which lives strong in the memory as one of Nuno's oh, worst yeah. moments at, at, yeah. as Wolves boss. It's going to be a bit of a banana skin, isn't it, Tom? Um, I don't know. There's no Chris Wood. And so... <laughs> I yeah, but he scored against us anyway, so it was yeah, already no, had his goal. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's kind of his goal for the season. He probably won't score for the rest of the campaign now. Um, I, I don't know. It'll be a tough game. I would like to think that uh, we can bounce back because I think this team has, has, has been able to kind of grind things out, get back into winning ways, you know, get a little bit of form, and then obviously we eventually lose two or three again and then we win three again it's just kind of that's the sort of trend um so that makes it Leeds and Newcastle is two defeats so this could either be the game we turn it around uh or we don't so that's the top that's the uh, the top that's the top analysis there that uh, quality insight yeah Michael Owen levels of insight there um yeah no it's, it'll be a tough game veg horse big man we always struggle against a physical striker yes he's not been very good but they always seem to turn up against us. Um, got to start a midfield three. Have to start a midfield three for me. I know it's a bit more negative, but I I can't see Mitinho and Condal as a two again against against Burnley's midfield. I mean, Dendonka Den should, should be back. He said yeah. for Den to Dendonka. Would it would he be back? I, it was just illness, wasn't it? Dendonka, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Mitinho Dendonka, I think actually would be all right. Um, I'm still on I'm st- nowhere near the 15 goals, but. Uh, <laughs> We would have got 14 on Friday, Tom. If you <laughs> honestly, he would have he would have ran that midfield. He would have showed Joe Linton what a true box to box midfield is. Um, yeah, no, I, th- I think them two will, will 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 be a welcome return. I can't believe I'm even saying that because I've I've been a fair critic of Dendonka this season. Um, yeah, so have I. So have I. But he does, especially against it in the Villa game, he gave us something a little bit different that in that Newcastle game we were in, we were in dying need of. Uh, but Dave, do you, would you go if then Donker, Kundal, and Martino are all available? Do you go with the three midfield, or do you go with the, the three-four-three against Burnley? Nah, question. Um, I don't know. I would probably go over two personally. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I don't know. You're gonna have to have some physicality in there. Um, obviously, I, I watched Burnley's game against Norwich, and like it's a bit like Newcastle, they they were really set piece heavy, weren't they? Just inside their own half, and they were getting everyone forward and lumping it up. Um, and I think obviously that's what Burnley are going to do. So, I think Jimenez will definitely be recalled. Um, do you think you know, the next question is going to ask Finn? We were giving yeah, you sure. yeah. I think Jimenez yeah. Yeah. Ask the unbiased one in the room. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want to see Pedence, Neto, Jimenez, I think. So I'd probably go with the two. Mm. I don't think we've seen that yet from the start in a game. Um, and that's what I want, basically. Pedence is top for chances created, isn't he? Um, in the, is it the other six? Over 16? Over 14? Over 14. That's the one. Uh, for chances created per, per 90, which shocked me a little bit because mm. what do you class as a chance? 
that's the one one next question. What what do, what are we classing as a chance? Uh, but it's going to be it's it's, it's going to be a, a really difficult game. I feel like I'm going to be making the, the trip up. I'm actually going to go to a game this time. Um, <laughs> I'm going to yeah, I'm going to be going. But bad memories really are burning. Remember the last time I went? I think we lost two nil. So when Dwight McNeil scored. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was terrible. And I just don't I just don't return up. I was hoping that. We're going to get a reaction from the from the Newcastle game, but it's like a two week wait, isn't it? Like you want you almost want it the next the next few days so you can kind of write the if wrong. They, if they went down, would you take it on from Burnley? Dwight McNeil as a left wing back. Tarkovsky, no, I've always said that. Tarkovsky leaving on a free, isn't he? This summer. Tarkovsky, you've got to get him. I do know him, Dave. Tarks. He's not. He's not. Tarks. Who? Sorry. Oh, yeah, Tox. Yeah, talking about his mate Tox. Yeah, I feel like yeah, Ben Foster. Yeah, what, yeah. <laughs> what, what a player ball. What a mate. legend. Baller, baller. I Rambo, Rambo. No one's ever called Aaron Ramsdale Rambo. <laughs> oh, man, I, I, I've, I almost vomited listening to that. Oh, he's not. He's been fair though. He's using his initiative, and he doesn't give a fuck anymore. Foster, he's like, right, I'm retiring end of the season anyway. Um, but I'd take Dwight McNeil. I think he could play. I think he'd be perfect. Really. He'd, Mm. system we play now you know when we play with almost like a third midfielder like Trincao comes in I think he'd be perfect for that Tarkovsky's not a Bruno player he's like he, Cordes, he, won. he played uh, at the left back didn't he for, he's a for, um, yeah he Cordes was a left back and then they played him as a he's two as well he missed from two yards out on Sunday I've segued a little bit in I probably should have talked about this after the Newcastle game but there was there was a victory for Wolves um, last Friday, and it was uh, via Betmate. So Dave, Dave, and I, and 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 Keg and Matty from the Magpie Channel, we went head to head in our shared pot uh, last last Friday, and there was a forfeit involved. So whoever finished bottom out of Dave and I, Keg and Matty, Matty Renton, has to wear uh, a, a shirt of either Newcastle or Wolves. Um, obviously, if it's us, Newcastle, have to wear a shirt on the next podcast. And I'm delighted to announce that. Keg finished way, way, way below Dave, I and Matty. But Dave, you, you narrowly missed out on glory, didn't you? You're, 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 the, you're always the bridesmaid, never the bride, aren't you, son? Oh, mate, our heads had gone. You know, I looked at it half time. <laughs> they're like, we're doing all right here. Made some late changes as well. Took Fabio out for Huang. Just, just some, like, you know, some obscure changes. Half time. Wet on that mid table. 10 minutes to go, walls 1-0 down. I'm 50 quid up at that point. I'm I'm rubbing my hands together thinking, wow. I was, you know, I couldn't watch. I turned the app off, went back on and uh, dropped to eight. Missed out. I was yeah. Two, but no, record just, finish for me in a walls game, so we take it. Just looking now, Keg finished 107th out of 140. <laughs> Uh, which is which is a shambles wow. from him. On he was at the bottom when he at half time. Was he yeah, bottom? Thirty two points. But mate, I was flying first half. I was like fourth. I was like, it's going to be like me and Dave. We're going to be like European qualification places here. Like we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> drop drop the loot. And I finished seventy first, thirty nine and a half points. I had a shocker really. But... I had some good players on the bench as well. So like I was a point and a half or two points outside the pay places. Yeah. So I was devastated, man. So I, I, I mean, I, I'm more than made up with that. I mean, I thought it was going to be another Matt Cooper masterclass. So, you know that Unai Emery meme? And he's like rubbing his hands. Yeah, like in that one. Yeah, I felt that's oh, that's um, classic. But big congratulations to Josh1395, who managed to scoop £123.12 by finishing top on 57.5 points. And then Cap24 and Wessie M 
I'm 54 points second place who took a share of £61.55 each. So congratulations to those guys. Um, there will be a pop for the Burnley game. However, because we're not playing this weekend, uh, we are Wolves obviously aren't, aren't involved in a pot. So, But we are doing a Talking Wolves pot. Uh, it's a winner-takes-all. It's a pound entry. And it's a mixture of two games. Dave and I have picked these out. So it's Newcastle and Leicester and West Ham versus Burnley. So it's a Talking Wolves. Does anyone even want Europe pot? Um, of course, <laughs> it doesn't seem like any of us do, apart from, I reckon, you know what, I reckon Leicester might be an inside shout to pick us. Oh, I've got a feeling. I've got a feeling. I've got three games in. Mate, on, I'm bricking it now, honestly. Got got a ninth this season. That's, that's <laughs> atrocious. Yeah. I, I've, got, I've just got a feeling. I've got a feeling they might, they might pick up a bit of form towards the end of the season. But it's a private pot to join this one, guys. And the code is, wall hyphen euro so w-o-l hyphen e-u-r-o and as i said one pound entry 50 pound prize pot winner takes all and of course be gamble aware right chaps um would you like to do the quiz now or would you like to take questions i'll ask you i'll give it you know the power is all yours minutes in. quiz we always ramble we always ramble on let's questions. go we do ramble on the questions so Back by popular demand, it's going to be the guest the player. So, two players each. Uh, you've got 30 seconds to ask me yes or no questions. If I'm not sure, I will say not sure. Then after your 30 seconds, you'll give get one chance to tell me who the player is. If not, it will go to uh, your, your opposition. So, let's start with... We'll start with you, Tom. We'll start with you. Oh, no. You know, as, as a guest, we'll make you feel welcome. We'll start with you. Um, oh, you. So, Tom, you've got 30 seconds to guess the Wolves player that I'm thinking of starting now. Was it pre Fosen? Yes. Did you play under Mick McCarthy? No. Uh, just to let you know, I'll pause it there. Pause it there. This is 2005 onwards. Cool. 2005 onwards. Okay. Oh, God. Just testing my memory. Uh, was he a defender? No. Midfielder? No. 10 seconds. Forward? Yes. Kenny Miller? Fast, uh, no. Oh. Uh, Time's 2005. Up. Oh, my Time's God, up. mate. Kenny Miller onwards, mate. That's, that's, oh, sh yeah. Who's the player? I completely lost. I bottled that then. I just got there's so many questions. <laughs> so many questions you go. He didn't play under Mick McCarthy and it wasn't pre Fosen. Oh, wait, well, Kenny Jacket could have been there. Oh. James Henry. No, <laughs> it's not it's James, not James Henry. Henry. Yeah, it's oh, just, I knew as soon, I knew as, soon <laughs> as he said no, I was like, yeah, this is, a, yeah, no chance. Um, Dave. You said he was under McCarthy, yeah? No. Oh, he wasn't. Oh, yeah. oh sorry. Um, I ain't got Scooby, ain't. Which you know it's a forward. Yeah. It wasn't under McCarthy. And... Forward. Yeah. Did Kenny Miller even play for Wolves in 2005? No, he'd left by then. Saying about memories, you know, like when do you start oh, getting memories? Because I was five in 2005. Do you remember no, stuff I'm from being Freud, five? I ain't got a clue. I've got one. Joe Mason. No. No. <laughs> I've got, Paul I've got one for you. Yannick Sagbo. No. It was, oh. I rant about him on Twitter every couple of months. You know, It just <laughs> comes back into my memory. Saka. 
was back for again. Oh, oh. taking the mick. He gave him Tom tap and he still flopped it. He was my favourite <laughs> player as well. That's embarrassing. Tom, oh. you're going again, mate. You're up again. Chelsea are 2-0 up. Um, yeah, that's going to be great tomorrow in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tom, you've got 30 seconds to tell me who the Wolves player is I'm thinking of starting oh, from. No. Prefosen? Yes, yes or no? Oh, uh, was it after 2010? Yes. No, no, no. Well, it odd reason. It... No. Uh, forward? Yes, 10 seconds. McCarthy? Yes. Andy Keogh? No. Uh, Meyerhofer? Was he a no. forward? Yeah. Oh, Time's uh, up. Vokes? Ah, fuck it. Time's up. This <laughs> is hard, man. This is tough. I just, I just lose on the spot. We are exposing you as uh, someone who's raised on the the, the, the tailcoats of Fosun, mate. I've got to say, Tom, you're not gash I was, at this game. I, was, I, was, I started following football like in like 2010. So my, my, my memories are very, very poor, I'll be honest. Could you could you get a stream at Hogwarts? <laughs> Do you know what? There's actually no Wi-Fi, so no. Not. Not. I used to listen um, to the games on, on uh, Beacon Radio. Beacon, right? Yeah, yeah. I follow. Yeah. Did we even have I follow back in the day when we were? No, no we didn't. No. It was Beacon, it was Beacon and then he went to the Racky Goals, mate. That was the one. Racky Goals. He's goals. CR7 yeah. streams. Tom, I'm going to have to press me for an answer, mate. Yeah, one more. Uh, I'm just going to have to. I'm going to have to. They played on him. You said yes for McCarthy, right? Mick McCarthy um, before right. 2010. Striker. Oh, mate. Striker. Chris Uwil- No, not Chris Uluma. That's shocking. Actually, yeah, no, Chris Uwalumo. It was Chris Uwalumo. <laughs> yes, yeah. got there in the end. Got there. In the... I got the backup players before I even got him. Voting Keo. Fucking hell. Take your time. That's um, not bad. It is. Well done, mate. Well done. That's before I even started supporting Wolves. Who did you support then? No one. I didn't get into <laughs> football right, okay. until I was like ten. I played snooker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was into snooker. I was into snooker until I was like ten or eleven, and all my friends were like football. Wanted to were watching football. So I was, like, I was I a seven-year-old watching flipping Ronnie O'Sullivan. Plus, it was sporadically. I played more Mark Selby was. home and away. <laughs> I, I actually, Mark Selby was my favourite player. To be fair, oh, um, yeah, no, I was I wasn't as much into dust, sports as a dust kid as I was now, so. <laughs> um, <laughs> A lot of them are still the same. To be fair. It's one of those sports, isn't it? Like, you don't have to retire at 33. Um, Dave, I'm going to come to you next, mate. Sounds Tell good. me who the Wolves player is I'm thinking. Starting in three, two, one, go. Playing to McCarthy? Yes. Uh, championship before we got promoted? Yes. Forward? No. Midfielder? Mm, can play there, but no. Michael Bantian? No. Uh, can play their defender as well then? Yeah. 10 seconds. Uh, right back? Yeah. Irish? Yeah. Kevin Foley? Ding! It's oh, That's fair. That's the first time in, in a, well, granted it's only two episodes, someone's got it before before the, the 30 seconds is up. So Show me up there completely. Well done, Dave. <laughs> that is, that is well shocking. Done, well done, mate. Oh, good show. You ready to go again, Dave? Yeah, let's go. I thought you got you're in a bit of form. Um, 
Can you tell me who this Wolves player is I'm thinking of in 30 seconds in three, two, one, go. Uh, McCarthy? Yes. Uh, playing the championship? Yes. Uh, attacker? No. Midfielder? Yes. Um, can play there anyway. He has played there. Defender as well then? Yep. Ooh. Um, English? Yep. Uh, did he play in the Prem as well? Yep. Time's up. Play as a defender or a midfielder? This is One, not funny. Uh, hmm. <laughs> it's obviously not going to be out of Kobe. I'm going to have to press you, mate. I'm sorry. Um... Stearman. Finn? What were the midfielder or defender? Midfield uh, defender played in the English, played in the Premier League. Uh, and Championship. Uh, under Mick. Oh, um, did you say Man Siende? That was the first one, I guess. Uh, I don't think he played for us in the Champ, though, did he? It's the only one that I can think played both. I'll go, I'll go that, Mancian. It's Michael Mancian. Was it? He played yeah. for us in the champ. Yeah, pretty oh, sure he played for us in the champ. And then, I thought he was only on loan. In the nah, prem. he was only in the Prem, man, I'm sure. Nah, he joined in 2008. Nah, you flopped there, you know. 2008. <laughs> you flopped there. I was, I, I was going to say crap. Oh, no. I, I tell a lie. I put my hands up. Yeah, he played 10 times for us in the championship. Thank you very much. Let me sign him again. Right. Up. Thank you very much. Yeah. If anyone flopped there, I believe it was you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Finn, you ready to step up to the plate, mate? Two correct answers here. Put you top of the leaderboard. Okay. And um, my B-Reel's just come up, actually, but it's going to have to be late. The great app. What's B-Reel? It's that one where you have to take a photo. It's a bit of a brand deal, this. It comes up and you have to take a photo exactly what you're doing, like, in this minute. Oh, and you see yeah, everyone yeah, else's. Yeah. Um, so mine's going to have to be what do you, late. What do you get? What do you get from that? What, what, what do you get from that? Um, it's just like you see, it's like Instagram. So it's like everyone's like stories. So I could, you see what like all your mates do in that exact minute. It's meant to be like, oh, it's not fake because you have to like take the photo in that minute. So you can't like stay. That sounds it absolutely minute. dreadful. <laughs> if anyone wants to add me. Um, no, Same as any social media, I suppose. It's quite good. Can't see that catching on. Same like Instagram. So are you, are you, are you like, Paid promotion with those things? No, no. I let one of my mates showed me it yesterday, so I, I did one yesterday in okay. Weatherspoons. And then oh, I, today, hope, it work, hope it works out. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you've got thirty seconds to tell me who this wolf player is. I'm thinking of starting from now. Do you play under Nuno? No. Do you play under McCarthy? No. Ooh, do you play under Kenny Jacket? No. Oh, do you play under Zenga? Yes. Oh, yes. Midfielder. Yeah, can play there. Winger. Yeah. Okay. Um, European. Yeah. European. Okay. All right. We'll go with that. European winger under Zenga. Oh, why don't I just say Portuguese? I hate myself. Um, so, who were the wingers? Costa, Cav. The European. I've got this, I think. Ola. Oh, yeah, Ola John. Was Halan that year? No, he was the year before, wasn't he? Jeremy Halan. 
Um, oh, yeah. Oh, any God, players yeah. you haven't mentioned from That's that squad? Random players, yeah, I, to be honest, I wouldn't have. Th- if it is Ola John, I wouldn't have thought of him. So I'll just say. Are we counting British as European? Um, oh yeah, at, at that point it was, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> I mean, it still is in Europe. It's just not in. Yeah, yeah we are in Europe. Oh yeah, great. Yeah, but we haven't moved. We just started it away. Sorry, yes, yeah, I'll go Cavallero. Oh no, because you planned a noon. Sorry, no. You picked it, mate. Okay, sure. yeah. <laughs> Tom, he didn't play under Nuno, but he played under Zenga. Okay. Um, Joao Teixeira. Is it Joao Teixeira? Oh, oh fantastic! I would have said Ola John. To be fair, Ola John. Fair enough. Finn, you ready to go again? I am. Right, maybe use um, your time once the clock's finished to consolidate your answers. Just a tip. Not the 10 seconds you've got right, right. I've got three answers here. <laughs> I know that's what I do. I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to think what else can I ask? Once I've got nationality position or, and time, I'm like, Ooh. top tip, write them down. Uh, for spoilers in the morning, everyone. Chelsea's just scored again. Oh um, my god, oh, they actually <laughs> no way. Four three to the boys. Oh, hang on, I said that ages ago. Oh, they're winning now. Yes, yeah, three. Oh, oh, it's three nil. Oh, right, it's just two nil on mine. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Um, Finn, you've got 30 seconds to tell me who the Wolves player I'm thinking of in three, two, one, go. Did he play under Nuno? No. Did he play under McCarthy? Yeah. Uh, Did he play before McCarthy as well? No. Um, Midfielder? Yeah. Defend. Oh, so no, it's a yes. Um, English? No. European? No. 10 seconds. Uh, African, no. What are the other? Who Mick McCarthy went for someone? Oh, I've done it again. I've used ten seconds. You're fucking useless. Tom Partial is this? I'm gonna have a have a guest. I have a guest. Finn, sorry. Yeah. Okay. So South America. We didn't really have a South American. I know it is. You know. I know it is. Not European. Not African, Australian. Um, uh, I'm gonna say, mate, who is there? I went my head as soon as said not European, I went Milias. It's not Europe, isn't it? I'm gonna, oh, I didn't specify winger or midfielder, did I? Like you center mid, it. I have lost it. I I can't think of anyone that satisfies the criteria. I can't think of anyone that's not African or European that played under Mickey midfield. I have flopped. Tell me, Dave. Dave, I'm going to come to you. Well, well, I was going to say Frimpong because he's Ghanaian. It's not Frimpong. Segundo Castillo. Segundo Castillo. No, very yes. good. Segundo Castillo. I don't remember. Ecuadorian geezer, yeah. <laughs> By Everton, I don't uh, from Red Star Belgrade before going um, somewhere else. Deportivo. Oh, oh my god. Have you well, Segundo? He was a big boy. That was the same. He's two, doesn't it? His name is literally two. Mm. Well, Segundo um, Castillo. Right, boys. Can uh, Dave and Tom? I'll come to you first. Can you both put your hands in the air for me? Both of you put your hands in the air. Thank you. So you're not cheating. Um, and hands behind your head. 
on your knees. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Tom, you jumped at opportunity. Um, right. <laughs> Dave, That's Dave to and, and Tom, I'll start with you, Dave. Can you tell me how many league goals Kevin Doyle scored for Wolves? Forty-one. Tom, Ooh, I was going to say forty-two. <laughs> so you're saying forty-two? Yeah, yeah. This week's winner is Dave as a party. He oh. scored thirty league goals for Wolves. Come on, looks man. Nine, so five, close. four, nine, and three. So, yeah, 30 league goals. Congratulations, Dave. You've won. At least you've won Thank something you. this week. Yeah. That's a positive, isn't it? Well done. Uh, I'm not, there's, there's no prizes apart from pride. Um, so we'll move on to the questions now, if you just bear with me while I get the questions up on Twitter. Um, so I imagine we're going to get a lot of conversations about what's happening with, with Ruben Neves. Uh, we've got a question from Joey. Is why is Dave so gash at bet, mate? I think we've, I think we've covered that. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, you brought well, gash back into fashion, Dave. Uh, absolutely, it's a, such a horrendous word, but it's so fitting. Uh, Andy <laughs> Hipkins has asked, friend of the pod, um, is it time to give Totty and Yer some minutes before the end of the season? Uh I think there's still something to play for, though, at the minute, especially yeah. with the other teams around us losing, which we haven't really mentioned so far. So I don't think so. Yeah, if it gets to a point where mathematically we can't go up or can't go down a place, and maybe I think they're probably edged towards Totty more than Jason at the moment, though. Mm. That's just where are you. Where are you, Tom? Oh, <coughs> oh, sorry. I water just went down the wrong end. Um, I'm going. In, in some way, I kind of end. wish we'd have sent him back to, to grass. Water went down the wrong end. Yeah, wrong, wrong way. I, I, I have a very unusual way of, of intaking water. It's, uh, it's not sorry, water, sorry. Though. You've got absolute gutter. Um, sorry, what was your answer, mate? Uh, I, I would say, uh, yeah. Yeah, go on. Give Totty some game time. I, I think you should have gone back to grasshoppers anyway because we've just stagnated his uh, progress, but no, that's neither here nor there. Finn, yeah, the only problem is if, like, if it is in that situation where we can't move a place, it's most likely to be last game of the season, and I want us to go fully at that. I think that could be a weekend to to remember in the Premier League that we could be a massive part of. So you'd think we'll go full strength for that. Man City fans probably won't thank us if we don't. So yeah, maybe I don't even watch the game before Norwich. Maybe that's potential there to give them right. give them a run out. But yeah, no, it's not. We don't, well, we don't know when we're going to play Man City, do we? Yeah, so. yeah cool. Mm. Yeah, I suppose. Definitely going to be a Thursday night, that game, though, 100%. Yeah. Just the way that. Mm. Imagine that, our last two games of City and Liverpool. Imagine if we like, beat both of them. Yeah. <laughs> mate, <laughs> that would take Juan Catrick, mate, I'm telling you. Juan's going to bag 14 goals in a 14. Oh. <laughs> do you know what? If Den, if Den Donker scores against either one of those two, I've got to do something. I've got to do like a, get a tattoo of Den Donker as number or something like that. <laughs> like four perfect hat-tricks as well. Like, absolutely. <laughs> um, Josh has asked, we've really most likely to go at the end of the season. What happens with the backup goalkeeping situation? Chicago Fire Sarkic, the lad we've been linked from Chicago Fire. Talon Nixon, oh, who said it, so it's a little more. I want to see Sarkic play. Sarkic is a decent keeper. Why not? Do you think he's going to be happy to be back up there? 
I mean, where's he been at? What, Birmingham? Anywhere's better than there, right? Sam Johnston on a free. Uh, he's going to pot the minute. Across the divide. I don't know what he's yeah, United. <laughs> going on a free. It's a big loss for West Brom, that. He's wank. Um, James Saxon has asked, are Bruno's late substitutions a sign of a manager gaining experience or is something that will improve over time? Are we, are we seeing something similar to Nuno, whereby he will always leave subs too late and never really learn when to change a game proactively? Dave, probably the best person to ask because he's the expert in this by tweeting. It's clown. Was it, was it 55, 60 minutes? When is his clown going to make changes at the Villa game and then ultimately did and won the game? Yeah, um, it's a folklore history. Yeah, I've got it. I've got it. Gonna get it framed. Get Bruno to sign it. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, I, th- I think it is something I'd, I I can sort of see. And this is me, even just at a Sunday league level when you're coaching and things. When when the scoreline isn't going your way, but you can still sometimes see on the pitch. As a manager, you obviously watch the game, view the game differently to fans because you've done all the training and you've told them what to do and stuff. So part of me thinks like they're actually doing what they're being told despite losing a game sometimes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when, when things are going as badly, like visually you could see we weren't at the races against Newcastle. Visually you could see we were crap against West Ham United. Why, why aren't changes being made earlier? So I don't know. I think that's something as a manager or as a head coach, that's something that he's got to try and improve on a little bit more. Lads, what, what are your pair thoughts? I think Dave's summed up pretty well. Go on, Tommy, what you can say. Yeah, I was just going to say... Yeah, what's it going to do? Castillo, it was a great answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you got that. Do you think it's a, a manager learning the ropes, Tom? These, these, yeah, uh, yeah. I think it is. He, he's still early on in his... Uh, managerial career, yes, you know, you could say, well, he's won a league title, he's had experience at the, kind of the top level top level of the game. Um, but I think, yeah, he's, he's still young. Um, he's obviously, he's, he's an intelligent guy. He wants to, you know, improve along, you know, he, he, I think he'll probably improve alongside the squad. Um, but again, yeah, there is that, that lurking feeling in the back of your mind that we have had this problem before um, where substitutes are, are reactive uh, instead of proactive, maybe it's a Portuguese manager thing. Who knows? Um, but right. yeah, no, I, I think it's just down to experience. But again, you know, he's been in the game for like a long, like a, a while. Like he started in the early two thousand. So like, yeah, it's like not as a manager like, in the time. Just learn more Yeah, but you know, it, still in and around football. Like he's not completely mm. clueless. Like you, you watch a game like that with the knowledge he has, he should be making subs earlier. Really. Mm. You know, I know, so, I know he said before, like he, he fans need to understand the game, but it was almost a little dig, like why would I take then Donker off when he's a real asset in defending set pieces and stuff? But I don't know. I, I think I think Friday he got it wrong. Good question here by Daniel Patrick. He said after watching the game against Newcastle, can you guys explain um which has been the poorest performance this season? Which I think we've we we've discussed and we think Newcastle is amongst that, but also what has been the best performance this season under Bruno Large? I, w- I would wager Watford at home. But the mate, you lads. Everton at home for the first half, uh, 45 minutes. Villa at home, first 45 minutes. But the full mm. performance for me is Watford, away, uh, Watford at home. Mm. United yeah, but... away. 
United away yeah. was a very good performance overall. Just very good, complete like good defensively. Got the goal, uh, shut out their their main threats. I thought Watford. You, I think in terms of goal scoring, yeah, but they they gave us at least two goals. They were I think the the United game is the one where like visually you can see that another manager has tweaked how he plays. Like Bruno tweaked how we played to fully tactically outsmart United and Ranić. Good like, that was the first time I saw and I thought, wow. Yeah. And like after the game, his interview just like dissected how United play. Yeah. <laughs> like that was the first time, and it wasn't. A, it, I know United haven't been great this season, but they're still a good team. Um, so the way we did that was phenomenal. Um, in terms of poor games, Burnley at home maybe was was poor, frustrating because that felt like a winnable game. Norwich at ho- away as well it was gash. What was that? Uh, Burnley at home? I, I don't. I, no, 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 when when Adama ran like sixty yards and hit the bar. I yeah, genuinely so don't remember that it. game at all. Under the lights. Yeah, it was. That's weird. weird that oh, was it. Tuesday, Wednesday night was it? I don't remember yeah, that was, game yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. yeah, both Crystal Palace games weren't probably mm. down there as well. Um, well. Palace are a good side though. Like I don't. Yeah. I don't mind those ones as much. Yeah, we didn't turn up, but like they they've. they've demonstrated this season that under Vieira they are quite a good side probably not as good as us but I don't think that you should be using the same should be said in the same breath as like the Newcastle game or the Burnley yeah. game or or yeah. Brentford at home probably the worst for me that was bad yeah Ooh, that's a shout yeah. absolute gash um, yeah. Dan, Daniel uh, Le- Lavia apologies if I pronounced your name wrong Daniel um, Daniel Levy that's not Daniel Levy um, any guesses on sites for the upcoming US tour? Any ideas on time frame? Sincerely, a Wolves mm. fan in the US. Um, not heard anything. I think was Russell Jones in marketing. He was over in the US the last two or three weeks, I believe. Um, so it might be coincidence that he's out there sorting that out. I'd imagine it's probably already wrapped up and it's just a, a case mm. of announcing it. But um, best place to find your information is, of course, Talking at Talking Wolves, or maybe the Wolves Twitter account, but with uh, I think with that, sorry, it's probably they're waiting for the European qualification as well. Because if yeah, we break it to the seventh or eighth or whatever, you're gonna have all the qualifying games before the season, so that would scupper any plans to the US, I'd say. Yeah, yeah I can't. Would do you, you think, think Foson would prefer us to sorry to cut in, Matt? But do you think know. Foson would prefer us to get back into Europe or get that America pre season tour, you know? I don't know. It's a weird one. Would they? I don't know. We should. Uh, surely they take your. I think, I think your reach for players is better when you're in Europe. So surely that's going to yeah. be a game. I don't think they're going to reap that much commercial benefit from going out doing a tour in Europe compared to the co- even the Conference League. Like, I think you Not get massive money though. Is it? Is no, but like you get you get three million for I think it's three million for qualifying for the group stages or one point five, and then you can get another. 3 million or 1.5, I can't remember, but you can either, if you do well in the group stages, you can yield between three and six million pounds, but then you also get uh, prize money based on UEFA, is it um, the ranking system? Yeah, the coefficient. Yeah, Yeah, sorry. So you also get money for that. So um, if you're bottom and then say you're one place above bottom, you get double what they get. And if you're two places above bottom, you get double what, you know, it's like kind of doubles over. So there are benefits. And like Dave said, you, you pull for players, you pull for, you know, yeah. bumps on seats is, is going to be much, much greater with a, with a European tour, with European yeah, football. But... 
I want to. I want to watch. Uh, I want to watch Ruben Neves one last time in Texas, mate. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be Miami, surely. And then we've got away, like a game away in nah, Slovenia, like be, three days later. Yeah, I think it'll be West Coast and down south. Mister Miami shows us around. From Miami, the border. he's ends. He's ends. Scraping the barrel now. No wonder they've sacked off that series. <laughs> oh yeah, they have, haven't they? Yeah, I've noticed they've stopped doing those. Have they? Mm-hmm. You get a lot of stuff. No, didn't notice. <laughs> no, I didn't. I'd like to I'd do one of those things. It doesn't really bother me. So people get really irate about it, but one of them things. Um, Sam James has asked, we assume Bruno wants to change to a back four in the future. Where does this leave Cody? Leadership's quality is too good to drop. We've discussed this quite a lot, and but there's, yeah. no, there's no guarantee that we are going to go to a full line. Think... Sam. Sam, who the fuck Sam, Dave? <laughs> you look at, like for we said, the game on Friday... We really lacked, <laughs> we really lacked a new central midfielder. So I think that's a perfect. Oh fuck off, Dave! <laughs> <laughs> no, Move into a half back. Cody into fucking roles, man. Can't deal with me. Can't deal with that, mate. That Cody. To be fair, you know we say he can't play in a four. We've only we've only seen him play in a four a handful of times, haven't we? But you know, we'd have one bad game and a four, it'd be like, get him out, he's shit. Whereas if it was like mm. Bolly or Kilman, it would be a different story. Yeah, because I know when New- we sp- I spoke to Newcastle fans last week, they said the same. I know he's not world-class, but Fabian Shaw, they used to play a five and they were yeah. like, Shaw could not play in a four. And when they actually swapped him, yeah. he was he was all right in a four. So I don't know, but I still feel if we need to make this next step up, if we want to be challenging and uh, consistently for the top six, that is one of the areas we really need to bolster. Lads, what are your thoughts? I've got a couple more questions on the Instagram next. Um, but what are your thoughts on, on Cody if we want to go to it before? Yeah, no, kind of kind of the same, really. It's his his leadership qualities, it's, it's it's a weird situation, really, because I think he's he's too good of a leader to drop because mm. he's such an important communicator. Um I, I think he he's got he, he could certainly play in a in a two. I mean he'd have to get used to it, but I think he's improved a lot this season. Um, and he's certainly looked more solid. He's looked more physical. Um, if he can be a bit more combative aerially, which I think he has been this season, um, I, I don't see why he can't do it. Um, obviously, there is risks there, but um, yeah, I don't know. Might as well try it, see what happens. Yeah. Um, question here from Jacob, and this is how he's wrote it out. And I'm not trying to put on the accent. If you told you can get Peña and Matej Nunch from Sporting for what you sold, Huben Nevsh. Would you take it? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Sorry, what was that? Um, and... oh, in English. So if you... Which... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the Portuguese kind of threw me off, I'll be honest. If you could bring in Joao Peña and Mateus Nunes for what you sold Ruben Neves for, would you do it? Oh, yeah. 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 Easily. yeah. 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 Emotions yeah. aside. Well, that's Nunes one is... That's one thing. If, if, if Neves is sold this summer, just wait and before you go ballistic, just wait to see who they sign first. Yeah. Because I think uh, they'll probably sign someone before he goes, won't they? To soften the blow. See, what Martin, the son said we're going to sign Martin Neto on a free as his replacement. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, come on. Mate, honestly, like, Chernobyl Wolves would be like. It would go off. <laughs> would go off. Um, Bruce Mercia has asked Vinicius at Benfica appears to be available. Should Wolves look at. Uh, look at buying him. Who's that? Like Carlos Vinicius. I'd imagine he's on loan, he? Vinicius. 
He's got PS3. He's got two year loan there as well. I'm sure it's a two year loan. That's what scoop us to that plan then. He appears to be available according to Bruce. It's a good name. I like Bruce's name, Bruce Mercer. Yeah, yeah. Right. I don't think uh I don't sounds like a WWE, you know, sir. Just a little bit, or a referee. A referee. Yeah. Um I'd have him. Second mm. choice. I think now at the, this point, because of sort of no disrespect to him, how his career has sort of gone down a little bit, he'd be happy to play second fiddle to Jimenez. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Evan has asked, are we signing Pedrino from Shakhtar in the summer? I know that um, there's there's reports and, and, and we've reported it on, on Twitter that we'd all, it was almost a done deal in, was it February, Dave? Outside yeah. of the transfer window to sign him because of obviously the atrocities going on in Ukraine, um, but the Premier League blocked it. I know that Premier League blocked moves such as Victor Moses going from uh, going to to Burnley. So, do you think, Dave, that that's something they'll try and agree in the summer again, or do you feel like he may go back to Brazil? I don't know how it works because I'm sure that Ukrainian and Russian clubs were given a deadline to sort moves yeah. out for, and I think the deadline is has passed or it's it's very very soon um so i think he'll go back to brazil whether that's just on loan until the summer and wolf's gonna look at it then but uh, i don't know i wouldn't i wouldn't hold your breath he was a big fan of uh, large is a big fan of him though isn't he well yeah but large made uh, made benfica aware of him and uh they signed him although large had gone large was the one that sort of initiated all the the transfer for him so it's clear that he's a fan of him but how he fits into the wall system at the moment, I don't know. Just on Carlos Vinicius, by the way, he's on loan until the end of the season, and then he's oh, got just two years season. left of his current deal at Benfica. Um, he's he's not really set the world alight this season. He's got seven goals in thirty appearances. So Get him in. Not great. Seven, well, seven goals, twenty nine in, in in what you'd like to say a, a farmers league. Um, but yeah, oh, and one last question, just to finish. Uh, what do you? What's your go-to food and drink at Molyneux? I saw that question. It's mine is chicken balti pie and a pint of Carlin. Yeah, mine's a balti as well, balti pie. But I don't. I very rarely eat or drink at the ground. Yeah, so, so but if I'm having food, it'll be a balti pie. Yeah. And you drink? What about bovril, mate? Not had one for like years. A I do yeah, like no. a bovril. Mm. It's Normally it's a bottle of Pepsi, to be fair, but uh, a bottle of Coke now, uh, you know, change suppliers. Um, but now I, I do. I'm, I've not had one in years, but a big fan of a Bovril, to be fair. Just on Bovril, and I'm going to sound like world's biggest scruff here. I have Bovril at home quite frequently, and I like to put a bit of Nando sauce in the Bovril drink. What? <laughs> Wait, which one though? What? Which Bovril? Which Nando sauce? Which Nando sauce? Medium. Right. medium. Yeah, I'll put med- a bit of medium Nando sauce in and also um, black pepper and garlic granules. Um, right. And it's, it, you know, it gives a little bit of a kick to it, but I know I'm going to get absolutely lambasted in the comments for that. For what, does a, what does a sauce add? Just a bit of spice to it? And a little bit of spice to that. Lemon. Yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, actually. That was yeah, good. it adds, adds a bit of spice to it, mate. So I, I, I enjoy that. Finn, what's yeah, don't your... Don't knock it till you try it. Think it's, it's a free course meal. It is match. Gonna say, no, I like, you don't. Well, not a free any... drink. <laughs> we have WV one absolute few for quite a while. So, what would, oh, no, what's, your, what's your go-to in WV one, mate? I don't. We go to grill it. Sorry, another sponsorship. But well, if I'm eating, I go to grill it on the outside, and then hot chocolate on the inside if I'm having a hot drink. But I've had some duff ones recently. You know where there's like proper 
clump of the lumps black at the bogs. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Hella powder. Shocking. So if not, yeah, it's a coke. But I don't really eat inside the ground, to be honest. Those those lumps in the bottom of the hot chocolate looks like the content of my boxes when we go into the last ten minutes trying to defend oh the <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. That is rough, that's man. Shocking. That is cool. <laughs> that's, oh god. Um, so, <laughs> Tom, thanks for watching, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's all, it's all I mean, uh, This is like an hour and a half. This is a bumper podcast. Just, that's, that is that almost tops sweaty men. It is. Oh, thanks for that back, Tom. I almost forgot about that. Tom, what's your when you do frequent Molyneux? Um, what's yes. who's your favorite sweaty man? Yeah, uh, what's your go to food and drink? <laughs> Are you vegetarian? Uh, Tom? No, uh, I don't know why. I don't know why I think you're vegetarian. No, I could never be vegetarian. Me, I love meat. Um, um every food and drink at Molyneux. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's, there's, there's a there's a burger van opposite the Billy Wright. On the on the other side of the road, yeah. it's like white with like the red lettering. I can't remember the name. I apologise, uh, but your food is great. So every time I go, uh, I, I get a burger there. Cheese uh, cheeseburger with onions, ketchup. License to the grill. License to grill. Oh god, I've had enough. Um, right then, chaps. Thank you again. Um, apologies to those who have had to get through this. It's been quite quite the podcast. Uh, we'll probably be back now after the Burnley game, I'd imagine, to dissect the loss. Um, hey, positive, man. Let's keep positive. No, no I, think, I think we'll go there and get a result. I, I do. I think we'll have to bounce back. I don't think we can turn into the same performances again. Um, so, I've got faith in the boys to go to Turf Moor and trying to right the wrongs of the Newcastle game. Dave, thank you again for your time. Where can people find you, should they wish? Yeah, no problem. It's Dave as a party on Twitter and Instagram. Finn, where can people find you should they wish? Finn is Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. Add me on Be Real. Uh, no, please don't. No, no, please don't. <laughs> oh, <you>. God. <laughs> you get Talking Wolves Be Real sponsorship. Tom, where can people find you should they wish? Uh, mainly Twitter, to be honest. Uh, Tom underscore Parker 12. Lovely stuff. I am M Cooper Wright on Twitter and also Matt Cooper Bites on Twitter and YouTube. And if you are a fan of Matt Cooper and Dave as a party, then make sure you tune into Matt Cooper Bites on Sunday or Monday uh, because Ooh. Dave will be featuring on Matt Cooper Bites at Builder's Arms from Dave's first ever mixed grill. So oh, I cannot wait for that. Uh, wait, you've never had a mixed grill? You've never had a mixed grill. People can't believe it. I thought you would have. I'm just a big fan of meat and yeah, well, there you go. You should uh, follow my Instagram page. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Dave, can you sign off the show, please? Before I, of course, I can. Thank you, everyone, once again for listening. Um, be sure to hit the like button and subscribe to the channel if you're on YouTube and leave us a review if you're listening on Google, uh, not Google, Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. Um, but yeah, until next time, fingers crossed the walls get a win over Burnley, and uh, we'll see you all very, very soon. <laughs>